this is Matthew 14, 15. Later that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus and said, it's going to be dark soon and the people are hungry. There's nothing to eat here in this desolate place. I love that the disciples said that the people are hungry, not them. (laughs) You should send the crowds away to nearby villages to buy themselves some food. They don't need to leave, Jesus responded. You give them something to eat. They answered, but all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. Let me have them, Jesus replied. Then he had everyone sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven, gave thanks to God, broke the bread into pieces and then gave it to his disciples who in turn gave it to the crowds. And everyone ate till they were satisfied for the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. They picked up the leftovers and filled it up 12 basket full. There were about 5,000 men, and that means families, because in this culture, they counted men only. So this was about 5,000 families were fed, God bless you, in addition to many women and children. Look Look what they said the one more time. But all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. I want to preach from this subject, little becomes much. Little becomes much. Little becomes much. Father, help me now to preach and help us to hear. Give us the faith to hear the word, the courage to obey the word. And I just break every assignment of hell that would try to uh, not only distract from this moment, but would try to get us feeling weird about this moment. Lord, you know my heart. You know my heart. I don't want anything from anybody. I only want those who are called to this church to play their part. So just break all the weirdness of talking about money and give us faith to be a part of something great. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. And amen. Thank you, brother. So uh, Jesus has been teaching and preaching all day. Um, He was a long-winded preacher. Shout out to Jesus. And uh, he's been going long, and, you know, the first 30 minutes were amazing, kind of a city light service, you know, real short and sweet, just enough, and then it goes into an hour, and faith is still high, but it's lowering, and now we're into a Sunday night service, yeah? And then, uh, and then Jesus starts teaching two hours, and then he starts teaching three hours, and then he goes, you know what, let me take a break from the teaching, and he begins to heal people, and then he goes back to teaching, and he starts in the morning, and now about eight, nine hours later, Jesus is still teaching the people, and the disciples are like, man, this is great, Jesus, this is amazing, what a word. And then Peter looks over at John and says, we need to stop this. I'm starving and I can't stay awake any longer. And John goes, I ain't talking to him. He goes, no, you got to talk to him. I ain't talking to him. So, so all the, the Bible says all the disciples went up to Jesus. Can you imagine right in the middle of the message? Imagine just like this whole front row of staff and leaders just all during the message just come up and surround me because everyone's too scared to do it alone. And uh, John kind of, Jesus, man, I love you, Jesus. You're the best. Word is fire today. The revelation just keeps flowing. Wow, it's like, it's endless. What a word. Words. It's the words today. It's not just the word. Sermons. 
You're on a lot of subjects. Hey, so I'm great. I'm doing awesome. I'm re- I'm go. I'm it's an all nighter, Jesus. I'm ready. But the people and Peter, Bartholomew, they hungry. Their spirit's willing, but their flesh is weak. Now I'm I'm all day, Jesus. But they're a little hung. I love, I love that they place it on the people. And all the disciples are like, yeah, Jesus, whatever. I mean, whatever you want to do, we good. But it, it's for them. It's for all those hungry people out there. Some children fainting, whatever. And so Jesus looks back at him and goes, they don't need to go anywhere. And they're like, okay, great. You give them something to eat. This is how God uses your life. Just, just time out. This is how God uses your life. <laughs> this statement tells me everything I need to know about how God will use my life, how God will use your life, and how God will use this church. It is going to be a partnership. You just got to know that. What you want Jesus to do for you, usually he's gonna do with you. Hello. In the moments, a lot of times that you want him to carry you, he's actually gonna walk with you. Now I'm talking about when he's using your life. He doesn't just zap you with Holy Ghost power and your flesh no longer works and the spirit of God just takes over. No, no, no. He, he does what he does in the earth with his people. And he's going to do what he wants to do in your life and through your life with you, not for you. He's, he's into partnership. He, he's looking for us to agree with heaven in the earth. And so how is God going to reach this city? Well, churches are going to reach this city. How is God going to minister to this city? We going to minister to this city. You know, this week we went over to that school and we dropped off all these school supplies and all this stuff to that school and we blessed that school and we're giving that school a lot of money. And you know what? The Holy Spirit didn't do that and angels didn't do that. Because he doesn't do that. And angels don't do that. We do that with him, for him, we are his ambassadors. Am I, am I making sense? So they talk to Jesus. I'm going to call that prayer for a second. They talk to Jesus. There is a need. Jesus talks back to them because that's prayer. It's a two-way conversation. And he gives them an instruction. And then out of that prayer moment, they obey. They pray. And Jesus says, do what you can do. And they do what they can do. And once they do what they can do, Jesus does what they cannot do. They had to bring bread and fish to the party. Some of y'all, before you were saved, you got a B-Y-O-B. Come on, somebody. You got to bring your own faith. You got to bring your own fish. You got to bring your own bread to the party. You, you, uh, 
You got to bring something for Jesus to work with. Because he doesn't want you just watching miracles. He wants you to be a part of miracles. Because I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is, where, this, is, this is like the crux of how God's going to use you. are like, God, use me. Hey, we're looking for more people to join the serve team. Not like that. <laughs> God, I want, I want my life to make an impact. We're receiving a miracle offering. Not like that. <laughs> God, I want to change the generation. Love your kids. Wow, that's not epic enough. Read the Bible to your children. Lay hands on them. Speak in tongues around them. Play worship music in the house. Ah, that's not cool enough. That's how you change, that's how you change the world. You do it with God. God changes the world, but he changes the world through his body. So let me just give you a few things today. Number one, give Jesus your not enough. I feel this. Man, I'm emotional this whole series. Forgive me. Because I feel like that's my whole life. And I feel like if you're really walking in your grace zone, you'll always feel like you're not enough. Because your life, your calling, your destiny, your business, your challenge your, is always bigger than you. You never feel like you have enough. And Jesus doesn't want your enough. He wants your not enough. They go, the people are hungry. He says, bring me, some, bring me something, do something. And they go, but, verse 17, but all we have, but. Jesus invites them into the miracle and they respond with a but. <laughs> Here's what I've learned. You can give God a yes or you can give God a but. <laughs> bring me what you got. Yes, awesome. It's totally not enough, but it's something. Or you can give them, but. And I feel like so many of us live in that, but. We know our own limitations and we're intimidated by them. Jesus is not. He doesn't. Like Jesus didn't know all they had was a couple of pieces of bread and fish? He goes, bring them to me. We only got one of these Lunchables, Jesus. We don't have like a thousand of these. We got, and Jesus, oh my God, I didn't know. I, I thought you were more talented. I thought you were more spiritual. I thought you had more integrity. I didn't know you cussed. I didn't know you ever dealt with lust. I didn't know you ever overdrank. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you got mad on the road when you drove. Oh my God, when I called you as a child, I didn't know you were going to get a driver's license and flip people off. <laughs> Am I preaching to me this morning? Give him your not enough. Because he's not shocked by it. We are. We're always surprised by our weakness. Are we? We're so self-righteous. God, I'll never say that again, do that again, smoke that again, drink that again, say that again, talk to that person again, sleep with that person again. And then we do it again. We're like, oh my God. (laughs) 
but it's not enough, but I'm not enough, but I'm afraid, but, but you don't know my situation, but you don't know what I've done, but you don't know our marriage, but you don't know my history, but, but I'm busy, but I'm not talented enough, but I'm not anointed enough, but I'm not spiritual enough, but I don't pray enough, but I don't know enough Bible, but I don't read my Bible enough, but I don't know who Joyce Meyer is when you talk about Joyce, and, but I don't know. Good. Give him your not enough. Say amen. But, 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 excuse, 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 and I get it. Because every excuse I just listed is very valid. But there is a thing called grace. But there is a thing called the supernatural power of God. But there is a thing called mercy. You will always feel unqualified. But you just give Jesus an unqualified yes instead of a very qualified but. And he does something with it. And he knows your yes is by faith. And he knows your yes is weak. And he knows your yes is going to be really strong some days and really weak some days. But he just needs a yes and he can do a lot with a yes. I've had to learn how to Give Jesus my not enough. And you gotta learn how to give Jesus your not enough. And I think about this with the emotion of giving. I think about the next week and some of y'all are thinking, it's not a lot, Jabin. What's my 500 bucks gonna do? What's my 50 bucks gonna do? What's my 5,000 gonna do? What's, my, what's it really gonna do in the grand scheme of things? Like, it's really not a lot. The church really isn't gonna notice. God really, I mean, can he really use it? Can it really make a difference? It's... It's not a lot, it's just a little. And isn't it amazing that that's what we feel until we give? <laughs> and then it's like, oh my gosh, that was so much. What did I just do? Why did I just give all that money away? What are they doing with that money? What are they doing with my money? That was my money, they stole that money. Those singers started working me up and they got me all emotional. And I started putting all my money in the offering. Because <laughs> you're not enough feels like a lot after you've given it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because <laughs> I think here's what the disciples are thinking this isn't enough to feed 15,000. But, like, at least we can get a snack. <laughs> Am I right about it? Like, it's not enough for them, but, it, but we can make do. Like, we'll cut all these in half, and we'll, you know, we'll cut Judas out, we'll cut Thomas out, but we'll all get, we'll give them the tails of the fish, amen. It, it, it wasn't enough for the crowd, and so you kind of think, but it is enough for me, friend, where God wants to take you, it's not enough for you. It's not enough for where God wants to take you. What God wants to do in your life, what he wants to do with your business, what he wants to do with your family, the way he wants to bless your future. It's not enough. But the power and the miracle of the church will always be when all of us give our not enough and it becomes more than enough in the hands of Jesus. So next week's gifts, I just want, I'm just shooting straight with you. There's nothing too small, there's nothing too big. 
but I'm just asking you to stretch. I'm asking you to look at that thing that, that you go, this, this could feed me for today, or I could sow it and break something open over my future. And I'm just asking you to ask the Holy Spirit. That's all I'm asking you to do. Number two, Jesus blessed, they're not enough. <laughs> he said, let me have it. Verse 18 and then verse 19. He looked up to heaven and he thanked God for it. And he blessed it. My not enough becomes enough. In the hands of the one who can bless my not enough. Jesus will receive your not enough. He wants your not enough. He knows it's not enough. And he will bless you're not enough. Here's how Hebrews 7 verse 8 says it. It says, here mortal men receive tithes. But there, he receives them. That's why we say this a lot. You don't give to City Light. You give through City Light. You give to the Lord. This is holy. This is why I don't know how much you give because you're not giving to me. So it's kind of none of my business. Yeah, does that make sense? Like I don't check on people like, now if you work here, yeah, I wanna know you're invested. Amen, praise the Lord. Does that make, okay, got quiet. But, <laughs> but I don't check. I don't go, hmm, should I have coffee with that guy? Let me see how much he's given this year. I don't do that. Because here we receive the tithe, but it's not for me. Can you put it back up one more time? Because that is in the Bible. But there, he receives it. Wow. Jesus said, give it to me. Because in the same way that he received the bread, he receives your giving. You can call that tithe, you can call that gift, you can call that miracle offering, call it whatever you want. He, it goes to Jesus. And he blesses it today the same way he blessed it. Every time I give, I take money out of the world system and I place it in God's kingdom of increase. Every time I give, I give Jesus something to bless. Every time I give, I activate the law of seed time and harvest. Every time I give, I tell money that it is not my master. Every time I give, I declare Jesus is Lord over my finances. Every time I give, I invite the supernatural power of God to move in my life. I promise you on the authority of God's word, I promise. Whatever you give next week will release blessing in your life. And you're going, whoa, 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 Jabin, I don't give to be blessed. How are you gonna do everything God's called you to do without blessing? Like if, if, if you don't need it, your vision's too small. I don't give for that. That's great, but why don't you just level up your faith to believe for more? 
I don't give to get, but I do give knowing that I am inviting the blessing of heaven on my life. I know it, that I know it, that I know it. I know it. I don't give and walk outside and expect money to fall in my lap or expect, you know, weird. I, I, I just know that it, 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 it starts a cycle of blessing. It releases seed time and harvest. It, it changes my life. It changes my future. Not overnight, but it changes my life. Number three, the miracle happened, notice this, in the hands of the disciples, not in the hands of Jesus. Work with me. I think as Jesus prayed and blessed it, all the disciples had their eyes closed because they were good prayer warriors, you know? So he goes, Father, I thank you for this and I bless it. And all the disciples, yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, thank you, Lord. And he goes, amen. And they open their eyes and it's still five pieces of bread. <laughs> Come on. And it's still two, two pieces of fish. And Peter goes, one more time, Lord, let's go. Come on, one more, let's go. <laughs> and he and he thanked God for it and he blessed it look and he he said here you go I don't know I'm going to preach this all day and he gave it back to the disciples and they expected it to just grow in front of their eyes. But I just told you what Jesus wants to do for you, he's going to do with you. He wants us to experience the miracle, experience the joy. He wants us to partner. He wants to partner with us. So he hands peace to Matthew and he hands peace to Thomas They're thinking to themselves, what do I do? I'll stop for a second. How foolish would it have been for them to eat the bread? It was blessed, but it was not yet multiplied. Can I, can I just tell some of you Christians, because you go, but I'm in Christ and I'm blessed and there's no curse for those who are in Christ. And totally, you're blessed. But maybe you're not multiplied yet. <laughs> you're not cursed. Jesus loves you. You're the bless you have the blessing of Abraham. You're, the, you're a child of God. You're an heir of God, co-heir with Christ. You're blessed. This is my son in whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. You're blessed. But maybe you're not multiplied yet. Because what if they went, Woo, it's blessed, let's eat. And then go, oh, where, why isn't the need been taken care of? Where's the provision? Because the miracle happened in the hands 
of the disciples. <laughs> wow. C can you imagine? Peter walking up to the first guy. <laughs> no more. And he walks to the second. <laughs> but in his hands, he looks down. And it's back. And, and, and it's back again. I'll just, just take the whole thing and then it's because the miracle the miracle did not happen in the hands of Jesus he gave it back to them and said work it Jesus City Light needs a miracle this building's too small here you go no Jesus like talk to a millionaire and have him give the church the building no I'm down Okay, and if you're in here, I love you. I want to take you to lunch. Anywhere you want to go. I'll pay caviar, champagne, whatever you want. I love you. Jesus loves you a lot. I'm kidding. But let me tell you how it's going to happen. And I'm going to go, this isn't enough. It's enough. Because I blessed it. To give it away. <laughs> Got some tomato seeds here. It's pretty cool because it, they prophesy on these things. You know, they tell you when to plant them. They tell you how to water them. They tell you when to expect a harvest. These tomato farmers have more faith than Christians. I don't give to be blessed. I do. Because I don't put these in the ground and go, I don't need them. But if, I, but if I tear this open and I eat these seeds, they die. And if the disciples would have just ate the bread, the miracle stops. There, there is no miracle. There is no miracle. There's blessing, but no miracle. You're saved, you're loved by Jesus, but there's no miraculous moment. If I leave them and I throw these in my pantry, they're dormant. I don't want to live a dormant life. I don't want to live an unfruitful life. So number one, I refuse to eat my seed. I refuse to eat my seed. I, remember when, when the Apostle Paul said, he who gives seed to the sower. Seed is no good in your belly. I don't know if I believe that. Go eat some apple seeds this afternoon. See how you feel. Well, don't, 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 don't sue me. Seeds are no good in your belly. And seeds are no good in here. These are dormant. A tomato will never come out of this package. But the moment 
I sow them. They are no longer dead or dormant. They become dynamic. Y'all with me? And this blessed bread became dynamic when the disciples began to hand it out. And those filet fish sandwiches from McDonald's became dynamic when they started passing them out. Wow. It just started growing in the hands of the disciples. Please don't eat your seed. <laughs> Please don't eat the thing God's instructing you to sow. I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about this is a life principle. It's not about next week. It's a life principle. Don't eat what you're supposed to sow. Trust God. Imagine a farmer looking at his seeds going, but I'm starving. And he eats the seeds. All he's going to get is a stomach ache. And I think sometimes we look down at what God has called us to sow and we go, but I'm hungry. But I want to live my best life. But I want some new this or new that or whatever. And, and you, you know the difference, by the way, between seed and bread because, because the Apostle Paul said he gives seed to the sower, bread to eat. You know it's seed if it's bitter. Like, man, I shouldn't have bought. I didn't need that. I didn't. We didn't need to do that. We didn't need to buy that again. We didn't need more of that. We didn't need. That's the way the Holy Spirit goes. That was actually seed. But then you'll spend on other things and it's like, man, this is satisfying. This is beautiful. This is a blessing to me and my family. This is, this is making our life richer and more beautiful. And God goes, yeah, because that's bread. Like God's going to let you eat. Amen. After. Because what happened? What, how did the story end, huh? So they feed everybody. Everybody's had their fill. And 12 basketfuls later. Jesus said, all right, you sowed, reap. And those disciples had a feast that would rival the greatest buffet on the strip. And they ate to their heart's content. You're going to eat. God's not going to let you go down. I mean, I'm telling you, God's going to take care of you. But you don't eat first. You sow, you trust, and then God goes, look around. You don't, you don't have five pieces of bread and two fish left over. You have 12 basketfuls left over. Because, let me just give you my last principle. You never reap the amount you sow. I don't know, 20 seeds in here? 
not only are you going to get more than 20 tomatoes, you're going to get thousands more seeds. Hello? Because you never, you reap more than you sow. So not only do you reap what you sow, but you reap more of it. God's going to take care of you. God's going to bless you. (laughs) You're going to look around and go, look at all the leftovers. You know what? Let me give you our 2019 word for leftover. Overflow. Jesus, we got all this leftover. Jesus goes, that's called overflow. Eat. Enjoy. You didn't stop the miracle by eating. So now you get to receive your own miracle. No pressure. No big ask. I want you to, I want you to believe God next week what you need to give. And if you feel weird, don't even come next week. Take the, take the week off. Go to the pool. The M has a beautiful pool. The Red, the Red Rock has a beautiful pool. JW has a beautiful pool. Go enjoy a day. Come back in September. I'm not, we're not weird about this. We're not calling people this week. We're not. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what to give. And I think here's what the Holy Spirit's gonna do. He's gonna highlight an amount to your heart and he's gonna go, give that to me. The same way he said, give me that bread, give me that fish. He's gonna tell every one of us, give me that. I think there's a number in my heart. It's pretty clear at this point what we're gonna give next week. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's going, give that to me. And I'm going, okay. And it's big and it's going to take faith. And it, it's going to take a deep breath. <sighs> and I'm going to give it. And then I'm going to start looking around for the overflow. Because God's going to take care of me. <laughs> I, I refuse to be in bondage to five loaves and two fish. I refuse, to, I refuse to let the devil tell me that's a lot. Because I know what God has on the other side of me giving it to him. Well, there's people here today and uh, you've never even started a relationship with Christ. Let me tell you what Jesus is saying to you right now about your heart, the deep place of who you are, the core of who you are, the very inner man your soul. He's saying, give it to me. But give it to me. But I'm not really talented. Give it to me. But you don't know what I did this week. Yeah, give it to me. But you don't know my history. Yeah, I do. Give it to me. But I feel so far. Give it to me. But I'm not enough. I know. Give it to me and I will bless it and I will multiply it.